My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now, your host, Matthew Kanata, joined by co-hosts Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is Matt Kanata, joined here by Aaron Sutton and Josh Houts. And as we look ahead to Sunday's Dolphins versus Bears game, we are joined by Lester Wiltsbong of the Windy City Gridiron, part of the SB Nation Network. And Lester's going to help us break down the game tonight. He's going to give us the insights on the Chicago Bears, the red-hot Chicago Bears, coming off a magnificent performance right before their bye week. Mitchell Trubisky throwing six touchdowns, and really they're hitting all cylinders. Their defense ranked towards the top of the league in all major categories, and their offense trending towards the middle of the pack. Yes, Jordan Howard has had his struggles, but Tariq Cohen coming out of that backfield – I think it's going to present a lot of challenges for the Dolphins. We're going to touch on all of that throughout the duration of this show. Lester, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. No problem, guys. How are you guys doing today? We are doing very well. We'll talk to you on Sunday and see how we're doing after that game. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Chicago Bears are coming into Miami, like I just said, red hot right now. And actually, your bye week probably screwed up some momentum with, with what yeah. you guys were doing. But let's start off right now with the Dolphins' pass offense versus the Bears' pass defense. How do you see that matching up? Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is struggling, questionable for Sunday's game. If he can't go, it's Brock Osweiler in there, the, one of the greatest <laughs> quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, you know, it just seems like the Dolphins can't catch a break at quarterback. Last year, they have Jay Cutler, and that was an absolute mess, as all the Bears know. But the Dolphins' passing offense has really struggled as of late. And obviously, your pass defense in Chicago – is 
trending towards the top of the league. So how do you see that part shaking down? I mean, it's all about the pass rush with the Bears. I mean, it's funny because the, 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 when, when the season started, you know, the, the, in preseason, this was the big question mark was the Bears' pass rush. Then, of course, the big trade for Khalil Mack. And now that's probably the strength of the team. I think the Bears are still, you know, even though they had their bye, they're still among the league leaders in, in, in pressures and sacks. So, you know, as far as, as, as the Dolphins trying to throw the ball, they got to stop the Bears' pass rush. Lester, I'm going to switch things over to the run game. It looks as though uh, currently – Chicago's ranked, uh, they're averaging 121.5 yards per game on the ground. That's pretty good. Uh, you got that thunder with Jordan Howard, the lightning with Tyree Cohen. Uh, looks like your offensive line's playing pretty well. Miami's currently ranked, uh, I believe, 22nd against the run in the NFL right now. You got Devon Godshaw and Vincent Taylor kind of filling in there for Ndamukong in his absence. Your offensive line looks like it's playing pretty well. Uh, how do you see the run game shaping up this week? And which of those two backs is Miami most concerned with? Because in my opinion, we struggle with the Tyreek Cohens, you know, the Sony Michels, the James Whites, the Deion Lewis's. Yeah. We struggle with those guys who can get out on the edge and just beat us in the passing game. So that's who I fear most. But how do you see this thing shaping up on Sunday? You know, Jordan Howard has not, you know, had a very good season so far uh, as far as yardage. But if you look at his touches, his, his carries, I should say, I think he's only like uh, like three or four rushes off last year's pace. So so he's getting the ball about the, about the same rate he was last year. Now, the problem with him, though, he hasn't had, had any big chunks yet so far this season. You know, part of that is just this kind of the scheme, what's going on around him on the offense. You know, this year there are a lot more weapons. Obviously, the Bears said that they, they put a, a, a bunch of money in, into the offseason as far as getting creations in here. So, you know, this is a little different offense what, than what Jordan Howard used to the last few years with John Fox and his system. Uh, you know, this year is about the pass. Uh, it's about the play action. It's about 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 uh, 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 getting defenses spread out, and that's what the Bears want to do this year. I think Jordan Howard's time will come. I'm not sure if this is the best week for that. It's going to be, I think, you know, uh, extremely hot in Miami, like like, like it is at this time of year. Uh, so this may be a, a better week to kind of give Howard in, in little 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 flashes, and you may see a lot of Tariq Cohen this week. The the passing game should be there for the Bears. You know, they, like like you mentioned, the, the the Dolphins have a, little, a bit of a problem against those those, those, those little scat backs. And that's where Cohen is. The Bears will put Tariq Cohen all over the offense. He'll play receiver. He'll go in the slot. He'll be split out wide. He'll be in the backfield. So you know, you have to know where he is at all times. Last week we had a, 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 a him and Caleb Gabriel, the wideout. Had they both had uh, 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 over over hundred yards receiving. Uh, got it out there. Uh, so there's some weapons on this Bears team. This is not what, what you guys have seen the last few years. Six touchdowns. I could not believe that box score. So I, I'd no one could. like for you to <laughs> – yeah. yeah, not exactly the hottest commodity going into fantasy football rankings this year. But here we are and having a discussion about how well Mitchell Trubisky played uh, the game before the bye week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How how was he able to do that? What What did you guys do – um, that was unique. You know, I'm kind of expecting a regression to the mean uh, Sunday yeah. against Miami, but what what exactly happened uh, against Tampa Bay? He's able to just light it up. You know, the Bears talked about kind of scaling back the offense a little bit for this last game against the Bucks. You know, in, in in camp they had a lot of a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of scheme, a lot of formations, a lot a lot of movement in the offense, um, and. It is a hard offense to learn. I mean, this is the the the, the Coach Reed system that they had to game KC. It's it's pretty much what the Bears are trying to run initially with with Coach Matt Nagy. You know, it's it's a West Coast based system, but there are spread concepts as well. There's, there's some stuff from college, so it's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and it's it's a process. I mean, Bears fans expected this to be a process for, for the offense this year. Um, 
and it's just one of those things where they struggled early. So I think they, they kind of went back to the drawing board and they kind of, kind of uh, took things back to basics and that kind of helped them out. And I think it's going to be kind of like this as we move forward, just because it's, it's, it's such a hard offense to learn, you know, but they'll get it eventually. But I don't think we're going to see what we saw last week, but I think we're going to see the offense steadily improve every week. So, Again, it's gonna it's gonna happen with the, with the with the run game. We'll get a little bit going there, but it's all about Mr. Bisky. It's about him utilizing his weapons. This is a very tight end centric offense, so I think we'll see the the uh, uh, Trey Burton a little more this week. So, you know, there's weapons there. It's a lot of stuff for the Dolphins to worry about on on, on the Bears' offense. So, keeping in the same vein, talking about the Chicago Bears' pass offense against the Dolphins' pass defense. If you're looking for any sort of weakness on the Chicago Bears, at least from an outsider's perspective, from my objective perspective, it looks like the offensive line might be one of those things where you guys might be like, yeah, we're not quite there yet. So how do you see Sunday playing out, keeping in mind that the Dolphins' uh, defensive line is getting a little bit healthier, should have Cam Wake back, uh, Andre, Andre Branch was practicing this week. Um, so how do you see the, uh, the Bears' offensive line holding up, and do you think – they keep a similar game plan where they're just getting the ball out of Trubisky's hands before the pass rush can even get there anyway. Possible, but if you look at the overall numbers, Trubisky, I think, is the least hit quarterback in the league. Uh, the Bears' pressures are given up, according to Pro Football Focus. They're one of the, 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 the fewest this year so far. Um, you know, the Bears are pretty good along the front. Uh, the edge on, on the right side with, with uh, uh, right tackle Bobby Massey, he's, he struggles against the speed rushers. Uh, so if, if Wake plays, that's going to be a problem for the Bears to deal with. But the thing with the Bears is it's all timing-based. If they can get the ball out quick, they'll be fine. Um, you're going to have to see, you know, you, the Dolphins have to guard. Like I said, I talked about some of the weapons. I talked about Cohen. I talked about Gabriel. I talked about Trey Burton. I didn't mention Allen Robinson. He's the guy they brought in to be their, their top receiver. He hasn't had the huge breakout game yet. I think he had a 10-catch game in week two. Uh, so, But he is a talented receiver. You know, there are weapons all over this offense, which is so weird to hear for Bears. That's not, that has not happened in, in a really long time. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of guys for, for the Dolphins to cover. It's, they have to get to, to Trubisky. You know, when he's blitzed, he's had a bit of problem. He, gets, he, 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 he tends to run a little, a, little, a little quicker than he should. He, does, he doesn't always stay in the pocket when the pressure's there. But the last week, or the last game he played against the Bucks. They rarely blitzed them. I don't know if that was by design or if it was because the ball would come out so fast. They, 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 they felt it was best in coverage. But I think if the Dolphins' blitz can get home, that'll, 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 that'll make the Bears' offense struggle. But, again, they got to get home. If they don't get home, I think they'll get picked apart. Lester, there's no mistake in that the Bears have done a complete 180 under Matt Nagy now that he's the guy there in the Windy City. Uh, my question for you is, which part of the Dolphins' offense you know, are you guys most concerned with? we got a banged-up offensive line. Uh, Ted Lars, you got Swanson there at center. Guard plays just pretty bad. Uh, Dolphins, they got a pretty good offense. Those weapons on the outside. You got Gore and Drake in the backfield. Which of those guys concerns you most, considering you have the number one defense in the NFL? I have to say the the receivers right now, just because we don't we don't know how how the how the, the, the pass rush will go. But like I said, if the pass rush gets home, it's going to be a really long day for Tannehill. You know, I think that's that the he has uh, hits his throwing shoulder that's that's ailing him right now. I'm not sure that that something happened in practice today or what, but you know, it could be he just he just saw Khalil Mack, he saw Akeem Hicks, he saw Leonard Floyd, he saw Aaron Lynch. He said, you know, the shoulder's kind of bugging me a little bit right now. Let's let's kind of let's, let's see what happens there. But it's one of those things where if the Bears can stop the run and they have stopped the run all year, I think they're 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 number one in the league right now, only allowing 60 yards on the ground. Uh, they stopped the run. They they forced Tannehill to pass. 
and not, and and now the Bears pass rush can go after it. I mean, things are setting up for the Bears to have a, a, a win this week, but you know the game's played on the field, obviously. But you know, you guys mentioned some injuries you have. I think you guys have Ted Larson starting at guard. He's an ex-Bear. He wasn't very good when he was in Chicago. I don't think he's very good in Miami either. We are joined by Lester Wiltfong of the Windy City Gridiron of the SB Nation Network. Of course, the Chicago Bears 3-1, and one, playing the Miami Dolphins at 3-2. and two. As of two days ago, Lester, the Bears opened up as one-and-a-half-point favorites. The total of the over-under was 43-and-a-half early in the week. And, you know, it's you don't often see an opposing team coming into a home stadium as the favorite. But the way the Dolphins have played the past two weeks, it is no surprise. I personally do not think the Dolphins pull this win off. I think the Bears' defense is just too good for the Miami offense they handle. Yeah. They have sputtered, as I mentioned at the top of the show, in all aspects of the game. But let's switch gears here, and let's go to the coaching staff. Adam Gates, no stranger to the Chicago Bears, being with them for one year under John Fox. And, of course, the Miami offensive coordinator, Dowell Loggins, being the offensive coordinator in Chicago. And based on what I've heard this week leading up to the game, there have been mixed reviews about both Adam Gase and Dowell Loggins. Obviously, with Adam Gase and Jay Cutler there in Chicago, the offense wasn't spectacular, more towards the middle of the pack. And with Dowell Loggins, a lot of the criticism came about his play calling and his vanilla offensive yeah. schemes that seemed like the run, run, pass, punt variety out in yeah. Chicago last year. So now Adam Gase struggle with this Miami offense and Dowell Loggins not making much of a difference this year so far, even though Adam Gase says that this, they speak the same language and they both get each other. So if you can give us some insight, I mean, obviously all the Dolphins fans were excited to get Adam Gase coming from Chicago. All the articles were very positive, but you guys saw it firsthand. Are, are, are our eyes being pulled over by wool or is Adam Gase, you know, the real deal as a head coach from what you've seen as he was the offensive coordinator in Chicago? You know, I like Adam Gates. I think he hasn't had the the exact talent that he's wanted so far. I mean, he did take the Dolphins to the playoffs, I think, his first year. Is that correct? Yes, first year he made the playoffs with the Dolphins, yes. You know, and then he had, you know, some injuries at quarterback. I think he's a guy that needs he needs solid quarterback play, which is which is the case for most, with most coaches in the NFL. You know, Gates, I think, will be fine. Uh, you know, the offense he wants to run is, is, is very varied. Um, you know, he, he's able to kind of switch things up as like as, as far as to his personnel, uh, but he has to have the weapons. Right now, I don't think he has the weapons that he wants right now. Um, and then with Dow Loggins, you know, I, I'm one of the rare Bears fans where I wasn't a big hater of Dow Loggins. If you look at what Loggins did two years ago in Chicago when the Bears had a bunch of injuries at quarterback, you know, he was throwing the ball all over the place. And part of that was because the Bears had 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 uh, really bad talent. You know, there was you know they had no choice. They had to they had to do that to, to, to just stay in games. And he he had Matt Matt Barkley, you know, looking like he's a a, a legit quarterback in the league. And, and and as we all know, Matt Barkley is not a good player in the league. But under Dow Loggins, you know, he had some Bears fans thinking he was the future. You know, so this is the guy Dow Loggins, who, who a couple of years ago his play calls were much different than they were last year. I think last year John Fox kind of put his foot down and said, "Hey." You know, this is going to be a, 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 a team we're, 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 going to, we're, we're going to pound the rock. You know, I, I, want, to, I want to have a, a Mike Glennon as our, as our quarterback. You know, we're going to, we're going to you know, we have, we have, we have the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the rookie Trubisky as, as, as the number two. We're going to bring him along slowly. I want the offense to be pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock. 
And for whatever reason, he, he never got, got into a good rhythm as a play caller. And like you said, it was run, run, pass, punt. That was the whole season. That was the big problem with the offense last year. And then it just they couldn't get nothing going. I'm curious to see what happens in Miami with Loggins. Like I said, I wasn't a big hater of his. I think he has a good offensive mind, but it just didn't work out in Chicago. And with him back with Gase, you know, it's possible. But, you know, again, that's a tough division for the Dolphins. You know, I don't think the, the quarterback play is quite there yet. You know, if he gets hurt again, I mean, they got to go to, to, to the backup who's uh, horrible. Then I think your, 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 your third guy is David Fales, possibly, who's not that good. So, you know, you guys need better play a quarterback right now. And, of course, Matt Nagy coming in there, Chicago. Uh, really, the quarterback whisper almost for Mitch Trubisky started off really slow this season and then yeah. just exploded the last game against the Buccaneers, right, for six touchdowns. Uh, I think we were all surprised, including you guys, when that happened. Jordan Howard struggling about I know there's been some rumblings about him out in Chicago and, and how he's unhappy with the offense, but he won't admit it. But Tariq Cohen, I think, is one, as I mentioned at the top of the show, to really watch on Sunday versus Dolphins. Okay, Lester, let's get straight to this prediction here. What is your thoughts for Sunday's game? Miami Dolphins versus Chicago Bears. Who's going to win? Uh, I think I had it Bears 28, Dolphins 13. I just don't think the Bears uh, – I, I don't think the Dolphins have enough to stop the Bears on defense. They're going to get after the quarterback. You know, there'll be some turnovers. There may be a, 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 a touchdown on defense. Um, and then on offense, you know, like I said, the Bears are starting to click now. The Bears have a lot of weapons. It's just a matter of them playing smart football early. All the defense kind of can, can, can do the, what the defense does, and that's dominate. All right. I think that sounds about right, to be honest with you. Again, as I mentioned at the top, I don't see the Dolphins winning this game. I hate to say it. I hate to be the negative Nancy here. But yeah. as you mentioned, I don't think the Dolphins offense is ready to take off just yet. I hope to God I'm wrong. Uh, it was I was there in Cincinnati in person. It was such a depressing game to watch at home and even worse in person. So we'll see what happens on Sunday when the Dolphins take on the Bears at Hard Rock Stadium. Lester, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. We appreciate you taking the time. No problem, guys. Anytime. All right, Lester, take care. All right, and that was Thanks. Lester from the Windy City Gridiron. Lester Wilt Vaughn, a great guy. A lot of good insight for the game on Sunday. How Sutton, your prediction and any last thoughts going into Sunday's game? Sutton, we'll start with you. Um, I was on the a Bears radio show yesterday on 1330, and I'll stay consistent with my prediction. I'm going 2017 Dolphins. I don't think that the Bears' offense is as vaunted as Lester said. Um, I'd like to also keep in mind that the Bears' three victories are against the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Buccaneers, not exactly teams playing great football either. So I think we're really going to see a coin flip sort of game, and it's going to come down to who turns over the ball the least and uh, field position, really, in my opinion. And I think that's going to work out in our favor. I think the the home field is going to work out for us. I'm going 20-17 to Dolphins. Yeah, I'll stick with that. I'm going to go 24-17 Dolphins. I think the – their defense is good enough to hold off of the Mitch Trubisky's and the Allen Robinson's of the world. Tyreek Cohen scares the hell out of me. But uh, ultimately, I think the Dolphins are a juggernaut at home. They really have not lost many games under Adam Gase and Ryan Tannehill. So that's going to be my prediction, 24-17 Dolphins. All right, 1 o'clock p.m. this Sunday, Miami Dolphins versus Chicago Bears. Game is going to be on Fox. Be sure to obviously tune in, watch the game, interact with us on Twitter. We'll have your recap show Sunday night. 
Again, I hate to be that downer here, but the Dolphins, for me, need to prove themselves that they can pull out a win against a quality opponent. That's going to do it for us here on this preview episode of the Dolphins vs. Beers on Finsider Radio. For Aaron Sutton and Joshua Houts, I am Matt Kanata. Thank you for listening to Finsider Radio. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. (laughs) We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.